Hey everybody, welcome, Honored Ones Podcast, episode 16, yada, yada, yada. Yo, BR, so I've been thinking about this for a second. Do you have moments where people in your real life call you by your YouTube handle, kind of like jokingly? Thankfully, no. <laughs> that no would be way. very weird. Do they even know, do they know be, about your YouTube channel? Oh, uh, some of them, but very few of them. I just kind of keep that. What I, so my, my cover, my, uh, my alter ego, if you will, is just... Um, I edit videos like I just like like I just edit videos and get money, which technically isn't untrue. That's actually like part of my job. But, you know, I just don't tell them part that I do YouTube. Like some of my closer friends know, but I think it would even be weird for them to call me by that just because it's like, wow. you know, it, it, it would just be very awkward. Like if someone called me like if someone was like, hey, Ronan. I'd probably look just because I'm like, you know, people online call me that or whatever. Mm. But it'd, it'd be weird if somebody like in real life was like, hey, run. I'd be like, what the, what are you doing? Like, you, you know, you know who I am. Like, I, I'm not a YouTuber to you. Yeah. Um, um, the only reason I ask is, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Hold on. Bro, secret identity, Ronan. You're like out here living a double life. I should have taken, I should have fucking done that. No, bro. Um, People in my, like, uh, like circle IRL, they they've been knowing they've been known about my YouTube channel since like day one, right? Sometimes they just whip out my fucking online name in casual conversation, and it just like it's like a chill down my spine every single time. Whenever we're about to play games, whenever we make plans, they'll like whip it out just like you know to 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 uh, tease me, you know, lovingly. By the way, I should clarify they're not like berating me about it. Uh, but like, haha, you have a YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> yeah. When it comes to relationships outside of the internet, my response is to always try to have a degree of separation there. But for them, I guess it's just me being me. I don't know. It's 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 just mad uncomfortable to hear creams like said I'm, by I'm gonna people be to my face. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like even talking about my YouTube channel in real life makes my skin yes. crawl. Like unless it's like certain people, it's like, dude, ew. Don't talk to me about don't talk to me about how my YouTube channel is going. Like if it's just a passing, oh, how's it going? I say good. But if you start getting like detailed, like oh no, dude, uh, it, it's just like. When I'm out and about with friends and family or whatever, it's just like, it's just not that, it's not, that's not really the, um, it's just kind of awkward. It's kind of like, imagine you're just hanging out with somebody for people that don't do YouTube, if you need an example. And you just, and somebody just starts talking to you about like work, but not just like how is work. They're like, like the inner details of what you do. Like, I don't know. It, it, it just, it, I don't, I don't know if even that's a good analogy, but it's just kind yeah, of like, no, weird. Actually, I just want to talk about it. It's like, imagine you call yourself, uh, like on FIFA or, 2k you know what basic people play you know normies if you will and they say some shit like uh hey butt lover 6969 uh what what's good you're like that's that's inappropriate for this <laughs> funeral yeah that's kind of that's kind of crazy that you would say that to me um yeah because yeah. like that's such an online thing you know you don't you don't say that shit um outside the purview of of uh of the uh, internet space, the metaverse, if you will. Of course, yeah. It, it it's just like a, it's just kind of like, it's just like a weird, inappropriate like context. It's it's just it, the best way to say it is like it's inappropriate contextually, not in like the it's vulgar way, but it's just like it's just not like right for the scenario. I guess it, that's like the best way to put it. It's just it's just so it's so it's so weird in the moment that I'm like, I really wish you didn't do that. And can we move past it now?
Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was like a small little opening tangent. Um, let's get into the chapters this week. They've been pretty nice. Little, 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 uh, little thing here for me. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to get straight into the meat with the My Hero Academia chapter and straight up just say, so what do you think the quirk is? Uh, honestly, My Hero hasn't even inspired me to think about like things that just aren't shown. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even, I have no idea and I'm perfectly fine with just letting Horikoshi tell me. Um, I'm not really super invested in theorizing about what his quirk is at this point. Um, yeah. And okay. I know like, here's the thing. Seven out of 10 chapter or eight out of 10 chapter. It was, a, it was probably a good chapter. I think I'm or we are probably not going to try to be artificial about it with um with my hero anymore just for the sake of you know filling out time brevity yeah yeah i'm giving it a 7 out of 10 it wasn't boring i just like nothing really inspired me to like come on this podcast you know hit up my 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 fucking sexy co-host here and say hey brocanis ronanis what, what what do you think of uh this new my hero chapter i'll put it like this i'll put it like this the cover page for this chapter was the best thing about this chapter dropping i really don't care about this whatsoever like i feel like the dialogue between toga Nudoraka is kind of clunky deku rushing off to say everybody is cool whatever nice character thing dobby versus todoroki somewhat interesting i guess um honestly i think it's a six out of ten chapter like it's not bad it's like uh, i guess above average it's not like it's not like a horrendous chapter but god is it just like is, is my hero solely here for a warm-up for like a better chapter in my opinion like yeah i uh, i think my hero is probably not gonna have a good chapter until deku and shigaraki finally face off in some way or um one of the other two boys does something or Oh my god, I'm bored just thinking about it. Dude, I literally felt myself, like, getting bored. What the fuck? I'm just hoping Dobby's backstory that we go into, like, with how he survived all this stuff is fire. Dude, I no legitimately forgot that's how it ended. I, I read it, like, yesterday, and I already forgot how it ended. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm just hoping it, I'm just hoping it, it, it's, it's, um, you know, Dobby's backstory is, is, is good. If it's not, that's gonna suck. But overall, my chapter was fine, I guess. You know, that's how I feel about that. All right, now on to JJK. So, um, I mentioned this to, to you, uh, over text and I said, mm -hmm. slightly disappointing JJK chapter for the first time. I could see that. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like, I, I completely really? get the take. Wow. I thought this was going to be a whole thing. All right. Okay. Agree. But like, it's not like I don't understand why uh Gege blue ball does. So like, I get it. You but know, I'm not, I'm personally just not mad at that. Like, I, I just see it as like, oh, you know, my expectations are subverted. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> but you know, you know it, okay. I shouldn't say it's like a subversion um, and that means it's negative. I like I come at it from you're referencing. The, wait, hold on. You're referencing the domain expansion thing, right? You were hyped for a triple domain expansion. Yeah. You didn't get that. So it's disappointing. Yeah, I get you know, that. Like I, the logic makes sense to me. Yeah. Not only that, but um, I was actually more referencing the cockroach coming back. Um, it's just oh, not okay. a thing I'm a fan of in fiction generally. And it's one of the, like the main gripes I ever have with a particular series, like especially series like like one piece or bleach or um like black clover <laughs> but i i'm genuinely not a fan of like the defeated villains come coming back up thing because for me it it's like if you have the the energy to affect anything after your defeat 
you're kind of playing possum or like you're just because with here it's it stung a little less because obviously it was it's literally a cockroach and it reincarnated in more ways than one mm -hmm. um, i mean i, I bro. too many fucking sorcerers <laughs> right? like straight up i get that i think here it's not egregious because I, I don't really like fake out deaths or whatever typically i think here it's not egregious one because like we already knew the cockroach um had parthogenesis like from its introduction um we already like kind of like had explained that this is something very possible um for this curse we just i guess didn't take it to its logical uh like conclusion that oh even if the like the player cockroach dies, it can reincarnate into another cursed spirit that has very similar properties. Because this is the way I interpret it at least is this is a dis like the cockroach that Yuta killed is still dead. This is just like it's a new cursed um, spirit, yeah. It, no. It's a new cursed spirit in the same way. Um, but I, I'm just not mad at it because one, um, like it didn't the cockroach didn't really do anything on its own. It came at a time that was convenient, like it's not like the cockroach was like strong enough to deal with him. It's it came in. Uro couldn't use her curse technique because of the domain expansion clash. Right. Um, and then she gets kind of off like off guarded um by Yuta. And then <laughs> Ishigori just really hammers it home yeah. and like hits her point blank with a granite blast. So it's like, okay, I like that even though the cockroach, like the cockroach is here, it didn't steal the show. Yuta like casually walks up to it and blows its head off and then yeah. goes into fight Ishigori. Like it was it was a cool, unexpected twist, but it didn't like overtake any anything else about the chapter, in my opinion at least. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm not saying it like uh it was you know, maybe a seven or is like too bad, but like probably an eight for jjk is like it feels like a seven for a different series or like a six for a different series um which i guess speaks volumes to how good jjk is you know but what what, what are we jjk stands yeah like i don't even like the series like that come on now yeah um what? I, so one thing real quick i think i think it, i'm probably sitting at an eight as well um just because like this is this is like one of the few examples of um i don't know I don't know how I feel like it's not even I don't even think this this um this chapter really did anything wrong yeah. it just didn't have as much hype as the chapter before oh. which is like kind of going to be hard to do I think I know what it is um I think it was a different reading experience and, and I think this kind of segues beautifully into our main discussion for today which is about like pacing and readability for every series um essentially we as like JJK weekly readers get used to a certain structure or like way of writing for Gege and it's usually par for the course that like a domain expansion signals the end or um, like the deciding fact. Yeah, the, the fight is over. Right. And even more so, he never extends any fight in the series beyond five chapters. So it was kind of crazy to see that like this fight felt like, oh, it's getting extended or it's not coming to an end because, you know, based off last week's ending, I don't know about you, but like I definitely expect expected like okay, three domain expansions, there's going to be a winner next chapter, and then we can move on to Hokari or Maki or whatever. But then, you know, Cockroach coming back, uh, the domain's getting cancelled out, uh, like, Ish uh, Ishigori and Yuta are going to scrap. It feels like, oh, we have three more chapters of this to get through now. Fuck. Um, Alright. So, it, like, it wasn't, like, disappointing, but it was, like, it felt like a soft regression. Yeah, um... I, I can see that. I, I mean, like, I'm not, like, once again, like I said from the beginning, I'm not, like, I'm not even, like, upset at the take of, like, oh, this is a disappointing chapter. Because if you were, 
like everybody else, we were expecting a three-way domain expansion. You didn't get that. I'm, I'm like, I literally could not be mad that you, you like your expectations were in subverted in not a good way. Like, I think it would have been more hype to give a three-domain expansion simultaneously. Um, but I also think that like Gage tends to do this a lot where not this particularly where he like gives us a domain expansion but it doesn't actually happen but where he introduces an ability um or like hints at one existing but like we have absolutely no idea what the extent of it is like so for example we now know yuta has a domain but we have zero idea of what it's like yeah um, he does something like this very similar for um uh the six eyes for gojo initially he does it for sukuna's ability to use flames like we don't like even though we know he can use them like we don't know why he can use that and he can use um his like slashing techniques uh we don't for example even megami shikigami something we've seen since chapter one there's still i'm pretty sure if my count is right there are still several shikigami he just hasn't shown like he just hasn't used or hasn't tamed yet yeah honestly can like i dude i love this series right like we love this series, you know, you and me, collectively. I speak for both of us. <laughs> and when it comes to um, Gege disappointing us... Oh, God, no, that felt, like, dirty to say. Like, okay, I don't want to say disappointing, but, like, I've I've alluded to this before in previous episodes, but he's done this thing where he kind of, I feel, set himself up a little too high. Like, like he just set the expectations a little too high, right? He should have he should have sprinkled in some more mediocre chapters in between. So, like, see, like, chapters like this would be like a nine instead of an eight or a seven, right? Compared to like the tens we usually get week to week. For real. Yeah. Hey, no, I, <laughs> but I get what you mean. Like I, I get, um, it's kind of like, it's inevitable, right? When a good series is good for a long time, expectations are just naturally going to be higher. Um, so it's a, a chapter that isn't as good, even if it would be good or even great by another series standards will, um, like seem disappointing. I, for one, um, like didn't get that disappointing factor. Was it as hype as last chapter? No. Um, do I need every chapter to be as hype as that chapter? No. I enjoy chapters like this where we get a lot of like um, expository. Yeah, no, no. I don't think like this. This chapter is probably going to age well cons uh, when it's wrapped up in a volume because uh, it's it definitely has the uh, the middle of a volume feel to it. If you get what I mean. I, I agree. Um, I think so. Like, I think we got a lot of information here that's like super cool. Um, Mainly the one being that, like, uh, a domain, like, three domain expansions clashing is, like, so complex that, like, uh, I'm, I'm, so, so my, my little, my little theory is that, um, if Cockroach hadn't entered, right, um, the three domain expansions would still be, like, existing, um, because if that, like, th three domain clashes is more complex than two, obviously, Reader is stating that uh like the internal and external conditions were were different or whatever and it made it like unstable um the addition of the cockroach is what actually made the barriers fall apart to me that kind of implies that we may still see like a three-way domain thing without an unexpected visitor not in this fight i don't think in this fight but i think like that's something that we still may come to see and honestly, I was talking about this with a friend earlier today. Mm. For most characters, it wouldn't even be something I'd bother discussing. But for Yuta, is it even like out of pocket to say he could possibly just open a domain expansion again? So I don't like, okay, I'll put it to you like this, right? If they were doing the domain expansion at the beginning, um, I think he could do it again, right? But I think after his battles, and especially after you spamming reverse curse technique this much, um, and now with the domain and Rika and all this shit, um, 
I think Utah's kind of at his limit. And okay, sorry, I'm kind of I'm kind of bipolar right now. I think Utah should be at his limit if he was like any other character, but his face just has not changed an inch, bro. What I'm saying, like he notice the only like his face. It's not like Utah's just like unable to express anything, right? So he can yeah. get surprised, like when. When Ishigori shoots off his granite blast, even though his curse technique should be like, um, you know, like unable to activate properly, mm-hmm. Yuta surprised. When the cockroach enters the domain unexpectedly, Yuta surprised. But like after that, he's kind of like, oh, whatever. Like I get it now. Like I, I can fight him now. Like this is this isn't an issue. Um, and also when you combine that with the fact that like his cursed energy, at least in the last chapter, was supposedly refilled um by rika right like rika being like completely manifested um was supposed to completely refill his cursed energy and the fact that um the narrator just said that rika's abilities were increased um like out of desperation to um like get yuta back or whatever makes me think now i don't necessarily think a domain expansion is going to happen i just think he um like if gege wanted to he's given us a reason um, as to why Yuta, who was supposedly out of Cursed Energy not but two chapters ago, is able to do it now. Um, but this could, this fight could go so many ways. Like, Rika's full manifestation... Anyways, Rika's full manifestation could, like, deactivate mid-fight, which would be kind of crazy, because uh, yeah. then Yuta would get but packed also, up. But I don't know. Also, there's another factor, and that's the five-minute timer. So the cooldown period, do you think it's similar to, like... Oh, fuck, you don't read One Piece. Okay, so in Luffy's gear form, form, yeah, he can't use hockey for, like, 10 minutes after uh, he powers down from gear 4th, right? Um, and I'm wondering if after the 5-minute thing, it's something similar with Yuta's Cursed Energy Reserves, where he just needs time to refill it, or he can't use it for, you know, the rest of the day. Because um, the rule for domains, generally, if you're not, like, weird exceptions like Gojo, is once a day is your is your allowance right i don't see why yuta would need to obey that rule as well because uh, you know more so with ishigori than with um fuck name uro yeah more so with ishigori than with uro i feel like it's kind of a deadlock here uh when it comes to remaining cursed energy on the back. maybe but i don't think in terms of ability it's a deadlock um i think that ishigori is kind of like relative if not vaguely above Yuta and or Rika, I don't think he's able oh. to fight both. Because because I don't think at any point Yuta has ever fought Ishigori with Rika. In fact, I remember um, Uro is the only one who's gotten double teamed by the both of them. And she was kind of like beat up. You know, it, just to touch on Uro first, I cannot gauge how strong she is. She really seems like the weakest out of the three of them. And like, I, I say that only because the way she's fighting is like, oh, she's fighting for her life. You know, like she's like, this is a matter of survival for her, right? She's still like scrapping and she's still putting up a really good fight, like an insanely good fight, right? And she's like a very infuriating opponent, um, especially um, when it comes to like warping energy blasts and shit like that. How do I, like, she's like, if I was to give, if I was to assign each of them a number out of a hundred in terms of like how much of like their effort, energy, whatever th- th- there's themselves they're putting into this fight, I would say Yuta just eyeballing it is putting like sixty to seventy. Ishigori is like seventy to eighty, and for her it's like ninety to a hundred. That's interesting because I'd honestly argue Ishigori, at least off of based off of portrayal, seems to be the one holding the most back. Um, yeah, well, Yuta seems. I mean... No, no, no. What I what I mean is um. 
what I mean is even Utah seems like he's been expending more uh, more of his full abilities in this fight. Um, but Utah doesn't really than... convey exhaustion um, normal normally because like we've seen. God, have we ever actually seen Utah be tired? That's crazy. No, I'm thinking about it. I mean, we've we've seen Utah been stated to be close to like running out of gas, but like I don't know how how serious you even take yeah. that statement. Like, what is close for Utah? Yeah, like, how much cursed energy is that? Either he has like the best poker face in the world, or this guy is just like he's just not there. You know, I just think I just think generally like he's aware of the several ace in the holes he has, like. If you had, even if you were like about to run out of cursed energy, right? If you had Rico, which could like refill your abilities, then you had several cursed tools that she had, and then on top of that, you had a domain expansion. Why would you be scared of two people who like just barely made you tire out now? Like I'd be like, dude, I'm still gonna beat your ass. Like I'm still gonna <laughs> body you. Um, but I think when I say that like Yuta is is exerting the most, I don't mean that he's necessarily like physically tired. What I mean is he is like. He is on a strict timer because this is his max, right? He has five minutes from the beginning of Rika's uh, introduction to now. We don't know how much time has really passed. Um, but whereas, like, Ishigori seems to still not be, like, full of Yuta, if that makes sense. Like, Yuta's capabilities have still not completely satisfied him. Um, but, yeah, Uro, Uro definitely seems to be the most desperate. Okay, um, yeah. So... I think she's super strong, but, like, it's just like a – it's like – it's like a wow like i'm able to handle this level but like i'm not smiling while i'm doing like i yeah, literally like, am about to die yeah so it is really the she is fighting for her life in this battle she's just doing a really good job of like being in the fight i guess is the is, is that like a pretty good uh way to yeah i yeah. mean yeah she's she's just she's extremely powerful when you remember that yuta should be second only to gojo out of modern sorcerers yeah and then you just say yeah like she is like able to swap hands and like take hits from rika and yuta and then like not instantly die <laughs> like that's kind of insane um she's doing better than 90 percent of the cast would do against these level of fighters yeah i definitely think in this situation she's the jogo <laughs> in terms of matchup you know comparatively yuta like let's say yuta one-on-one -on -one would definitely be, be a bit much for her to handle especially with rika from the jump a bit much no she'd get washed if it was like fresh yuta with rika and they just yeah, um, so right now, her and Ishigori, like, doing their half team up, half, uh, half fighting. It's weird to call what they have a collaboration or a partnership. It's more like a very, very, like, casual or convenient alliance. And I will say, I'm not, I'm never going to take any ancient sorcerer's word that, like, a modern sorcerer is washed after this fight. Like, straight up. Because you know, like, the second the two of you have to team up against a modern-day sorcerer, and you're, like, one of the strongest people in the calling games, then, you know, you're fucking liars. Like, like you are, you, you are liars. And here's the thing. You know what's crazy? I doubt that, like, Uro and Ishigori were even impressive back then, though. Like, really? to me, they don't... No, they're impressive now, right? But I don't think... I don't think they, like... I will say Uro, because she definitely has the attitude of somebody who is, like, a loser... But Ishigori has a, like he doesn't he doesn't have the attitude of somebody who's like the fight seems to be a me like the the whole f like setting a table uh glutton aspect of his character um to me speaks out of um consistent uh dissatisfaction from fighting it's an impl it's an implication yeah yeah but I think the dissatis the dissatisfaction he had 
was not because that like he didn't fight strong people it's because he's like settled down right um because like in like two chapters ago he's like you know he said he fought worthy opponents met a good woman he's like so i don't really have regrets but like i had my meal i didn't i never had dessert though um, oh so you think I this think is him going like for extra i think this is i think this is like the extent of like how far he could go and just call this an implication or i guess not an implication just call this a guess but i don't think ishigori or uru were top tiers in like like compared to like the heian period well we already know like the, the top of the heian period sorcerers was sukuna right like th that's like that's definitively a statement right um but when it comes down to what you want to call like like when we talk about the hierarchy of the ancient sorcerers we have to also like think it's not like every one of them was fighting there were sorcerers like kenjaku who you know isn't fucking scrapping 24 7 or looking for a fight to the death right he's powerful but he has his own goals that like are outside the purview of combat and um i don't see why he would be the only sorcerer to fit that description obviously for like the culling games the sorcerers he chose are going to be fighters more often than not but i think the fact that like when you take all of jujutsu sorcerers like the profession of jujutsu sorcerers right not even curse users not even curse users any jujutsu sorcerer that kenjaku made a act with are a traitors to jujutsu society because, like, let's be real, if you were willing to re get reincarnated uh, past your death as, like, a cursed object into a vessel to, like, fight in a murder game, you're probably not the best person. And second, when it comes to uh, curse users, I feel like a lot of them are going to be people who lost to Sukuna, um, at least for the Hayden era uh, classic sorcerers. I'd say newer classic sorcerers, which sounds like an oxymoron, like um, Reggie. I have a hard time understanding why they signed up. I mean, another chance at life. Okay. I think that's reason enough. But they're not winning, you know? Like... Yeah, they're not winning, but like, Reggie had no idea he would get bullied, probably. Yeah, but um, I feel like there's... Because Reggie's like... There has to be a threshold there, is all I'm saying, right? Like, like everybody and their mom knew about Tsukuna right in in yeah. world so to hear that a sukuna's vessel is re resurrected and b is in the games you'd kind of feel like okay think about it like if you were in the calling games right and you found out sukuna was not only resurrected in the proper vessel but he's also technically officially entered in the games as sukuna slash yuji but like this you like you don't know about their dynamic right so from your perspective you just know that sukuna's in the game why would you think you you're, you have any chance of winning so let me ask this do you think they were entered into the cooling games before or after they're aware of sukuna's presence because that changes everything if they're aware then so, yeah, you got a lot to answer for but if they weren't then i would just think reggie probably is like confident in his abilities which he shouldn't he shouldn't not be he's a pretty strong character like he's way he's like he's a, a high tier first grade yeah which i think is like not weak i don't i don't think like i, I a lot of it depends on like how much how like how aware the competition are you right okay which i think is something we just don't happen to know even still right if i was aware sukuna is back in the game what i i either remain dead or take a, a shot in the dark at like not dying i guess i'll try to take a shot in the dark like that's just my perspective well for ancient sorcerers wasn't it implied that they were basically awoken at roughly the same time uh i'm not sure i'd have to go back and reread some of that because yeah. the reincarnate like the specifics of the reincarnation are things that like i don't uh, unfortunately i don't know like the specific rules off the top of my hand or off the top yeah off the top of my hand so ishigori really really blasted uh uro with that full grant blast huh yeah um honestly 
that might have been um that might have been Gage's biggest mistake, honestly. Uh, Erdo should have kept kept going in the fight, obviously for for reasons not related to her looks. I promise. Um, yeah, that's a no, but, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he hasn't gotten the points for her death yet, so that's good. Um, I imagine that he's still gonna like work a little bit on the. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think she died. Um, but do you think she's out of the fight? Um, she got her arm ripped off and got hit with a granite blast to the I chest. I forgot about probably. the arm thing, bro. That's hilarious. Yeah, probably. You know what's wild? Oh. She just, when she, when she gets her arm ripped off, she just says like, ow, you destroyed my arm. Like, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess you're it. a sorcerer. Um, I mean, Ishigori says that like, even if, um, like she uses reverse curse technique, like regenerating her arm would be like insane to do, which I think kind of implies that like she can't do it. Or maybe it's going to be something that like saps her of curse energy completely. I mean, after a domain, right, and after this prolonged fight, like, how much damage do you think uh, uh, his blast took out of her? I mean, I think I think she went from being able to continue fighting, albeit at a weaker level, to she's unconscious. Right. Um, and so, like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of pressed to um how the hell she's been contending with this uh, with them so far purely because. On a cursed energy amount level, she doesn't. She hasn't been stated to be special in any particular way. Um, she just seems like the bulk of her abilities were just the fact that like it was hard to hit her without her deflecting the attack. But if that's nullified, right, tanking one of Ishigori's attacks head on like that seems like a death sentence. I mean, like even Yuta can't do that, right? Like Yuta yeah. had to use reverse curse technique every time he I got mean, hit with granite actually, blast. Now that, so. Dude, Rika could barely do that. Yeah, Rika like deflects it, and that's supposed to be like a super impressive thing to do. Yeah. Um, because yeah. when Yuta tried to do that, he got his hand like he got like literally part of his finger, not part of his finger. Several of his fingers were ripped off, and and it, and Ishigori just stated every time me and Uro used one of our big attacks, he's been using reverse curse technique. So Yuta can't tank these attacks either. I just think Ishigori just can essentially like if he gets an unguarded attack, he's one shotting even Yuta. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Uro gets back up after that with minimal to no effect. Gege goes from A plus to A minus. Maybe? I don't know. What do you mean by, like, you mean continue fighting or she just, like, survives? Continues fighting um, like at borderline peak performance. And I'm saying something like she heals her arm uh, and she has enough cursed energy to deal with the winner of the conflict, who is probably going to be Yuta. Um, yeah, I mean, I doubt she's going to. What I imagine is Yuta wins. He, like, goes after Uro. Maybe Uro wakes up and starts, like, talking about, like, the her like clan yeah um something similar i don't think that she's going to um like get back up i don't think she's pulling a cockroach merely because um, she has to use reverse curse technique for one to regen um and and you know ishigori said yeah it'd be impressive if you could heal that arm right um but then what he does is hit her with a point blank attack that maybe you could say like oh maybe she did what toto did um in like concentrated all of her cursed energy into her torso to like not instantly be like ripped apart yeah, but then but all even of her still, cursed energy would just be gone at yeah. that point yeah even still it would just be like oh now she's nullified it from a killing blow to like i'm unconscious and incapacitated which is not much better in this context right but i'm saying at this point it feels like she's out of the fight 100 percent, and more or less it seems like what's what my theory is is that after Yuta wins, he's just gonna like wake her up. She does the clan thing, yada yada yada, and depending on how their interaction goes, she might either try to curse him or give him uh, her points, and then he kills her. 
yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's like, I, like, I, well, I love theorizing about stuff. It's just like, dude, Gage does not fuck with theories. Apparently, he just really does not like me thinking about things like ahead of time. Like, he's just like, no, yeah, that theory you had, not even close. Like, I get where you were coming from, but I'm so much, I'm so much smarter. Like. That is that was one of a million possibilities, and you you know I'm going with this one or whatever. It's like I don't know. I mean I'm I'm excited for the next chapter because I feel like the next chapter we're going to get back to like chapter 177 in terms of like kind of hype where it's like we're just seeing them clash, we're seeing them bring out new abilities. Now that Reek is out, I wonder if Yuta's is going to bring out a new curse tool. Is he going to like we know Yuta's um, curse technique is inactive for now? Is that really even an issue? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, when do you think we're going to see Sukuna again? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, because what I think is going to happen after this, we're going to see, um... Uh, Hakari. Yeah, Hakari and Kashimo, which, by the way, just in case anybody doesn't know, a lot of sucks are in Kashimo. I think he's very strong. Uh, ask me why, I wouldn't be able to tell you outside of, he's aware of Sukuna's existence, and he wants smoke. <laughs> um, I think, I think you have to be, like either like and i and i don't think i don't say this in a, like an exaggeratory way like you literally have to be like off your rocker right i'm I'm not like oh he's just dumb no you literally have to be something's wrong right yeah in order to challenge sukuna or you have to be absurdly strong yourself not even um, not i'm even leaning out of challenge but like oh yeah i can i can win yeah yeah like i like not just like oh if he's here i'll fight him but it's like where is he at i'm like yo that's insane for you to say that. Like you're, that's kind of a crazy thing. Bro, trying just to just be like, bro, trying to yeah. speed run a suicide. That's crazy. Yeah, it's either it's either he's extremely stupid or he's like where where the real where the real sorcerer is at, right? <laughs> um, if he's stupid, well, then a lot of my stocks are going down the drain. But I'm betting on I'm betting on, um, I'm betting pretty highly on on Kashimo being strong. Now, this Hikari thing could go one of two ways. Hikari can either be hyped up a lot as, like, you know, someone who was kind of, a uh, he's, like, apparently stronger than Yuta, in the words of a, the, the man himself, or Kashimo puts him in a pack and, like, beats him up, but I don't know, man. I'm, I, I I just don't know. What What's your opinion on the whole Hikari strength conversation? Um, He's strong, but probably not stronger than Yuta. He probably just has weird, like, his abilities are just very weird and probably makes it hard for someone like Yuta um, to deal with like it's not a matter of like ability though i i i think the narrator statement just solidifies that use is kind of bullshitting or there are special conditions that are necessary for hikari to get that strong so you think that uh Yuta's is not a reliable narrator here there's no reason to because like Yuta's. i was saying this in fact to another a friend of mine but Yuta's super humble um at least here like unless he's playing a character like he does in the yuji fight Yuta comes off to me as like someone who would really defer to other people and like hype up other people's strength, like even like irregardless of his own. So like versus Yuji, he's like I have more cursed energy than Gojo. And even while he's saying that, even though it's not necessary, he mentions that Gojo is still more impressive than him. Even when like that statement, like he could just say he has more cursed energy than Gojo, leave it at that. But he doesn't and get, takes the extra step to say, oh, like yeah. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to step out of line and say like, I'm stronger than Gojo. Right. But I just have more cursed energy. That's all. Um, that's and all. then for him to say, for him to say like, Oh, Hakari's stronger than Maki's like, no, he's not. Yeah. And then the narrator to say, uh, second only to Gojo. 
eh, I think Yuta's just being a super humble person. It's funny that you say that, because I can't imagine how Hokari would be stronger than a guy who can copy other people's curse techniques the way that Yuta does, with seemingly better performance, by the way. He doesn't seem to get the same level of uh, drawbacks that Inumaki gets when he uses that technique. Yeah, you know, I mean, even if he did, reverse curse technique would just mitigate that, so it, it could be something like that where it's like... Yeah, but also I think, um, from what I remember about that technique, it's based off the power of the, of the curse speech user, and obviously Yuta's at a different fucking level than Inumaki, so his penalty is probably way lower. Yeah, unless he speaks to like Sukuna or Gojo or something and it's like die, uh, then yeah. yeah, he probably should be. It should be like much a much easier thing to deal with. This is actually a thing. Okay. This might this might take over the rest of the episode. We'll try not to make it do that, but you ready? Mm-hmm. Having watched the movie now. By the way, I just ordered the manga. It's coming in. It's coming next week. So pretty psyched nice. about that. Yeah, yeah. Having done that though, current Yuji versus Ghetto at the end of uh, Night Parade. Ghetto would probably beat him up. Okay, diff. Go mid mid diff. You know what? Better than I was expecting. I was expecting you to fucking cape for Ghetto the entire time. All right, all right. Ghetto's really strong. Like Yuta would have gotten obliterated if he didn't kind of cheat. I know that's stated, but like obviously, I don't think either of us is going to argue that like a modern Yuta wouldn't absolutely fucking destroy Ghetto. Yeah, I think modern Yuta is just like a much stronger version of himself than before. Yeah. Um, I just think that like what Yuta did is, um, I I would think of it as like sort sim- sort of similar to what Gon does when he goes adult form. Like he sacrifices future potential and future abilities, not to the same extent, but he sacrifices like. Rika, right, which is a major part of his power in exchange for being able to beat him. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. I think extremely high diff. Geto still wins, but that's assuming he still has all 10,000 10, demons or 10,000 yeah, spirits. It's, yeah. If, it, if it's the same Geto, then yeah, probably. Um, it's so, kind of hard because that Geto doesn't get in very many fights. Yeah. But. The whole reason, the, the thing that like prompted me to, to go down this pipeline was the Black Flash. Which, by the way, super sick. Yep, very cool. Yeah, but the fact that, like, Yuto was able to hit a Black Flash, a single Black Flash, and it was, like, it was enough to rock Ghetto, you know what I mean? I was thinking, man, would he even be able to handle Yuji up close, like, in personal combat? Because my, my my take is, like, Ghetto's been shown, like, almost as, a like, a running gag in the series to be, like, to lure people into fighting him in close quarters combat and just absolutely fucking wrecking them when they realize, oh, shit. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a, actually, yeah, even though he's a curse manipulator, he's like really good at fighting. Yeah, but, but I'm curious how good he actually is. Like, obviously, modern Maki or Toji just <laughs> embarrass him, yeah. right? Yeah. But seeing as how we established that Yuji's in the tier below them, but above like everybody else, where yeah. would you put his chances in close quarters? I could, I could see Yuji, like, if, like, Ghetto doesn't use his technique, I could see Yuji probably beating Ghetto up a little bit. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, like, a wash, though, and the reason I say that is because Ghetto with his staff was, like, kind of, like, he beat back Rika and Yuta simultaneously, mm-hmm. and then the only reason he gets hit with a Black Flash is because when Yuta's sword breaks, he takes it as, like, he's not going to attack me now, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, that's the only way Yuto's fought up to this point. He's been a swordsman, right? Right. So I take it as like he got kind of caught off guard by you know in his in the height of his arrogance in the height of like seeing Yuta's main weapon be destroyed. He's kind of like oh monologue time, and then Yuta punches him in his face, right? <laughs> I think if he sees Yuji from the jump fight like that, I don't think he gets the same opportunity. But I also do think Yuji's probably a better fighter than Yuta is at that point. 
Yeah, because my whole thing was Yuta, modern Yuta has been shown to be like uh, at least rivaling Yuji with cursed energy speed. So we don't, like obviously the conversation of um, whether or not he can surpass that speed is on last episode of the greatest podcast on earth. So watch that. But, you know, with that in mind, I'm curious if you think that speed feat where he like temporarily blitzes Ghetto is on that level or lower lower i'd say um i would also say that i would also say that so my my theory is like by extension that means uh yuji is also faster than that therefore um if that's shown to be enough to blitz ghetto then yuji's speed would be enough to like rock him a little bit probably like i'm not mad at the take the only issue is like i think when you're talking about when um like when he disappears behind him and then swings his blade and it breaks, right? Is that the is that the blitzer you're referring to? Yeah. So I agree. Um, there's a few. I think there's a few like contextual things that make it a little bit different. One, we know Ghetto has to be aware of Rika because she's pr- arguably more dangerous than Yuta is himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like even though Yuta gets behind Ghetto, like he still does turn around and react to it. So, like, to me, it's, like, one of those things where, like, he's, like, oh, Yuta was much slower than this before. Now he's, like, in a completely different tier of speed, probably enough to, like, actually be a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, because, like, yeah, get when Ghetto reacts, like, he, he, he sees it, he dodges where Yuta was swinging, it looks like to me, and he throws the punch, right? So I still think Ghetto's faster than Yuta at this point. Um, and I don't even think that, like, the only point where I, I, I'd say, like, oh, yeah, Yuta is just stronger than Ghetto mm-hmm. is when he unlocks all of Rika's abilities and then shoots off the Cursed Energy Blast. I don't think there's any other point in the fight where, like, oh, you could say Yuta was going to win. I I agree. I think that's... I'm not mad at that take. I'm, I, I wouldn't... Like I said, I wouldn't even have Yuji winning this fight. I just think it's a nice thought to wonder where Yuji's at in terms of old villains and stuff. Because Geto is one of the four special grades, right? So even the prospect of like being very high diff for somebody like that is still insanely impressive. And I think speaks volumes to uh, Yuji's place in the verse. Because when you think about it, Yuji's growth has been a little gnarly and i don't think uh we've actually seen how how crazy his strength has gotten because after shibuya right or after that whole incident with yuta he never actually had a real proper fight at full strength right first hikari he wouldn't fight back and with panda it was like a fake fight and with um higuruma no cursed energy yeah and he was still able to like uh put up quite a bit of fight yeah in a domain you know <laughs> and, and higuruma's like melee yeah, so uh, it's it's not like he's he's like not uh good with that type of combat. The only thing is, I think like if you have them fighting close, I think the fight goes in Yuji's favor with it being pretty high diff just because of the staff or, or p- playful cloud, I should say. Are you and then, uh, like the fact that this is Ghetto versus Yuji? Yeah, Ghetto. Oh, you yeah. would have Yuji win if it's cl- no, if it's close quarters. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm saying if if Ghetto just fights in character, he probably beats Yuji. Not easily, but that's why I say mid-diff, just because, like, okay, if Yuji gets 4,000 Cursed Spirits thrown at him, because, like, the Ghetto that fights Yuta is kind of, like, poking and prodding, trying to force more power out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, like an idiot, yes. Because, yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense for his technique, because Curses, when he absorbs a Curse, they stop growing after he absorbs them, so I imagine he would want Rika at her most powerful, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that like he gets the most bang for his buck or whatever, right? <laughs> but if you if you say that he doesn't do that with Yuji, and he's just like, okay, I have four thousand curses, I'm going to just unleash them, not like this, not in this big blast, 
that I'm literally just going to have 4,000 curses scrap with you, right? I don't think Yuji's getting away from that without some, at, at least, not it doesn't have to be damage, but at least fatigue. Oh, and if he's, yeah. and it, then if he's like severely fatigued fighting after Ghetto or whatever, I just don't think it's going to be like. I guess the, the the core of what I'm trying to ask is, do you think Yuji is at least not not safely, definitely not safely or firmly, but approaching solid footing in like low special grade territory? Um, I mean, like he's he's been a special grade, or he's been able to fight special grade curses for a long time. But I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because, like, okay, Gojo, clearly not. We don't know what Yuki can do. Like, we have absolutely no idea, yeah. honestly. And from Ghetto's perspective, he's bad showcase because that Yuta fight was... But would you consider teen... Like, how strong would you say teen Ghetto is compared to his adult form? Um, kind of garbage, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, think he should probably have less curses. Um, True. But... I don't know. He and Gojo were considered, you know, the strongest together. Yeah, That's but they're I mean. only at that point they're only grade one sorcerers, though. So That's true. Um, and this is Go Gojo pre awakening and stuff. Um yeah. okay, fine. Um you know aside from Utah, no, I think Utah is the most developed special grade we've gotten. Because I don't count Gojo, but he hasn't had a fight yet. <laughs> yeah, you mean like one where he's pushed? Yeah. He's had like inconveniences, you know, to his schedule, but otherwise. You know. Yeah, I mean, and Sukuna's... Gojo's obviously the pinnacle, and and like Yuji's nowhere near that. Yuji's yeah. nowhere near Yuta yet. And um, um, Yuki is, is is just up in the air. Who knows where she's at? Um, and aside from that, when you take a look at like, if you don't just limit the scope to cur to uh, Jujutsu sorcerers, um, even cursed spirits are a bad uh matchup compared to other sorcerers because because you know the gap is always going to be like a grade one sorcerer is stronger than a special like a low special grade cursed spirit mm -hmm. right because a grade one sorcerer should never should never lose to a grade one cursed spirit and i don't yeah. think yuji is is handling like a majority of special grade curses like i don't think not in the way that i think a special grade should okay I'll say that. so Here's the thing. He did handle a, a disaster level curse with uh, Mahito, right? But do you put Mahito as the strongest or weakest member of that group? Like, compared It's not to even about that. It's, it's just that Yuji loses without much assistance. Nobara helps him quite a bit. Even with just one attack, she weakens him a lot. Kodo yeah. is necessary. Yuji can't win by himself in that fight. True, but um, like you have to consider his growth at both intervals, right? Like... He was um, just kind of down and out, right? This was before the I'm a cog thing. Like, essentially, yeah. you have uh, all of Yuji's best fights happening in conjunction with his character development, right? So we've never seen, mm -hmm. like, like I said, we've never seen current Yuji actually fight, you know, with current mindset, current abilities, current everything. Yeah, I mean, that's true, I guess. The closest thing I think you could say is just really the Mahito fight. Honestly, I would still say he's probably not there. Like, I still don't think he's probably beating, like, a f like Mahito comes to the fight fresh, right? Yeah. I still don't think he's beating Mahito, which I think is fine. I, I, like, I think that's okay. Um, because Nobara, like, I think weakens his soul a lot, right? Obviously, Yuji grows from there, but that's necessary for him to help. Um, Toto is, like, super-duper um, integral to Yuji's win. Like, in fact, that's, like, Yuji would have just gotten, like, slammed in the face if, like, uh, Toto 
didn't trick Mahito. Yeah, like, I'm not discounting the help he got, but I'm just saying um, he does, it, it is shown that he does get stronger from these encounters, right? So, obviously, he's not special grade yet, because we've seen special grade sorcerers and what they look like. And I definitely stand by the statement we made uh, last week or the week before when we were when we discussed if it was Megami or Yuji in the fight in Sendai Colony, they would get washed easily. Yeah, right? they would instantly die. Right? But I'm just wondering, if that's the case, um, A, that means that even uh, Ishigori and Uro, who have, who we just said are probably not like the very top tier of the classic uh, age sorcerer, uh, sorcerers, at least put up like an insanely good fight against somebody like Yuta, who's a modern day like number two. Mm-hmm. Then, like, Yuta's the ceiling, essentially, is what I'm trying to get at, right? Like, like you, as it stands right now, out of all the modern-day sorcerers, Yuta is absolutely, most certainly, the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and, so far, I, I agree, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So when we get to other sorcerers from the uh, uh, classic era, blah, classic era fighting in presumably the middle of the story, because I think the end is going to be... a story fuck me the arc um then i think we're like the closer we get to the end of the arc it's going to be about kenjaku specifically i agree yeah um i just i'm just very uh a big proponent of like every character is going to grow similarly to how yuji kind of did if not like to a greater extent i think for example if like say someone like megami is going to get a power up this is really the time because he's he's not useful um not he's not useful but like if you were to have him, like, fight Kashimo, even though we haven't seen much from him, I just think, based off of, like, the small dialogue we have seen, he's probably getting waxed. Um, Ishigori would bully him, Uro would bully him, like, even the Cockroach Curse would probably beat him up. And I feel like, if, if at all, unless there's, like, another massive arc after this, I think now is the time for him to either decide to master his domain, or make one similar to Sukuna, and then, like, hey, Maharaga, however he plans to go about that. Like, and it would be weird, because it's like, how, how are you gonna find the time to do that in the midst of all this? Yeah. But I feel like and this I, is like the time like he needs these big haymakers if he wants to really compete with old sorcerers along with just like sorcerers that are just super strong now yes and i think that speaks volumes to like the power scale is still in flux as it stands right now right because we we genuinely just have not seen what the ceiling looks like for all the characters right modern and present day because it seems like right now as it stands uh present day sorcerers are just despite them winning they're like on the verge of death <laughs> yeah like megami won through like insane trickery right um he's he's just he was just a better con man than reggie yeah Um, yuta is an anomaly yeah and and yuji would have died and and higuruma's not even an old age sorcerer yuji would have lost yuji is fine even Even after after all all the punishment punishment higuruma inflicted on him and despite like like, how how the fight turned out narratively mm -hmm. physically speaking he's oh yeah he's cool yeah he's fine like like like, (laughs) he got his curse energy back he's chilling so like even modern day new modern day sorcerers who are considered prodigies like higuruma probably really strong no they are really strong compared to like other sorcerers like higuruma was obviously he didn't get that 100 points out of nowhere yeah and he was able to like instant like Yuji would have just like I want to reiterate Yuji would have died if Higuruma did not have his like if if Yuji wasn't such like a good person that made Higuruma like have his character shift Yuji would have just lost his life this early in the games yeah what I think this is all leading to is there's going to be and this is my little theory corner here there's going to be an enemy uh, I don't know who the matchup is going to be but there's going to be a, a an old sorcerer who is just going to be too much 
um, too much to handle, who is going to like s- solidly put the current Jujutsu uh, students in their place. Who that is is going to be determined. I I don't think Hikari's losing his fight for what it's worth. I know honestly, I don't. Oh, you know how crazy it would be if like after this fight, it's like the narrator's like onto Hikari and and Kashimo's fight, and then Hikari's just like laying on the side of the road, bleed and whatever. Honestly, I'm just getting into my head again, and I don't even know. Well, I think yeah, that'd be true, bro. but why you hate Hikari so much? I don't hate I don't hate Hikari. Like I, I that's why I have mixed feelings about it because like I'd be so that'd be such a raw way to introduce Kashimo. But like, damn, Hikari would be like off screen or whatever. I don't know. It's it's weird because like I just really have high expectations for Kashimo. I think maybe too high. Who why knows? Don't you, why don't you have high expectations for Hikari after the way Giga's been gassing him? I do have high expectations for Hikari, but he's on the good people. He's on the good guy's side. So, like, I already, I, I know those are going to be fulfilled, mm. knock on wood. Um, but, like, Kashimo is, like, we've seen, okay, Igaruma, he's not defeated, but he's out of the story temporarily, right? Reggie, he's cool, but he got beat. Um, and then Uro and Ishigori are most, Ishigori's most likely going to die, and Uro might die, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know what Giggy wants to do with her. But, like, I don't think, like, Hikari is safe, excuse me, so long as, um weird rule but so long as his curse technique hasn't been revealed he most likely isn't gonna die so if he just gets off screen without revealing his curse technique he's fine he'll just be like beat up and then you know somehow dip i don't want him to die yet but i do really want kashima to be like to come off as like a very threatening antagonist who the fuck is maki gonna fight (laughs) gotta be angel if angel's bad Um, yes that would be a sick matchup because like no curse technique so i definitely think maki versus angel will be sick i'm curious to see uh how maki's new and improved form will fare against classic sorcerers because everybody with the heavenly restriction has never really shown to lose a fight except for toji after like gocho's awakening right but that's the bar right like everybody's gonna lose to that (laughs) thing like maki went on a slaughter of like one of the three great clans and killed all their head members essentially right and might i say post injury post double injury she was essentially a walking corpse and she was able to still do it right and i'm curious going into the calling games fresh if she's going to come out the other end um or sorry go into this end as a game changer and what what what, like the game's rules aren't going to affect her angel's techniques aren't going to affect her it seems like maki's gonna win the calling games is that is that is that where this is headed like what the fuck i just need i just need maki to show up and really just get shit done i think whenever she pops up that is going to be a stretch of the manga that is going to be like insanely hype even within the context of like the calling games which i know is kind of a a high bar i think that like when we get back to um the meta part of these jjk chapters week to week um and you know to quickly review repeat what we said at the beginning of this whole chapter review thing the reason i think we both gave it eights is just because it the flow of this particular chapter felt a little strange it read uh and and like speak for yourself here but like to me it read like a volume chapter not a week yeah i get what you mean like this isn't like this this chapter currently is not built for like your entertainment on on a weekly to weekly basis um i i I don't, I don't, I see the take, like, I understand it, like, I comprehend what you mean. I don't necessarily agree. I, the reason I personally have it in an eight is, like, I don't think it did anything wrong. I just think, um, I'm a little salty that it blue-balled me, which is fine. I think there are a <laughs> lot of times Gege does that, and I, like, really appreciate it later. So, like, I'm not, like, well, Err, this is a bad writing choice, which I know the, you aren't either. About the but, three-way domains? Yeah, for me. I'm, like, Wait, but, I'm not, I don't think it, 
Mm. Sorry, I wouldn't consider it blue balling just because like, I get what you, I get where you're coming from, and I definitely understand the take, right? But to me, I, it doesn't bother me because it makes perfect sense with the narrative. Like, obviously, yeah. a three way domain with like all these like high level sorcerers, they're just because we've seen even with like a big gap in power, like with Megami and Dagon, uh, domains mm-hmm. like if there's any other domain interference, it's gonna it's gonna cancel out the always hit uh, always kill technique part of it which is like mm-hmm. half a domain basically. So yeah. um, obviously I don't see why a three-way domain of that level would even function, right? It was just kind of short circuit. Like it makes yeah. sense. Um, it would have been cool to see, yeah. but. Yeah, know. no, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. In fact, uh, I'm saying the opposite. It makes sense, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that like I wanted to see a three-way domain expansion. Yeah. Like I, okay, the, I the lizard brain was like, dude, three-way domain expansion peak. Um, and we didn't get that, which is fine. It makes sense. I'm like, it, it means we're going to get a, a Yuta domain expansion later down the line, which secures his, I, which, knock on wood, secures his survival for till later down the series, which I'm happy for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that reveal is going to be crazy. Um, but, you know, so a little, slightly salty because of that. And also just, like, it just wasn't as overwhelmingly hype as the other few chapters have been, which isn't even a knock. It's just, like, a statement of, oh, it's good, um, really good, actually. It just didn't achieve, like, super great fear, which I think is, like, not even a bad thing it's fine like not every chapter has to be really great and eh, i'd prefer if it was great Um. yeah i'd prefer if it was great but like you know i'm i'm not mad that it's like oh oh no i got a really good chapter instead of a great one uh you know fell off for yeah um so i'm going to say that like if this was like let's say the worst a JJK chapter ever got, I wouldn't mind because it's still better than like most other chapters out there right now. I just want to freak out, bro. I just want to like have a fucking uh like you said a lizard bl- a lizard brain fanboy moment. Where I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah, get him, bro. Uh, <laughs> kill him, kill him. I, I which I think we might have next chapter, but I don't know. We'll see. It could be a very cerebral. Um, what I honestly love when Giga does that, like the super detailed breakdown of like how they how they uh beat the other that's why i think megami versus reggie's like unironically one of the best fights in the series yes. and so chozo versus like, yuji yes, yes dude um when yeah. you get really into like when you mix really well the action and the mental part i'm like yeah yeah get, get really really pops off with those fights but i'm cool with it either way taking like a semi-hard pivot um and uh talking about our main topic for this episode which is the whole pacing slash consumption of uh, manga and how it affects you thing which is like the worst way to describe this topic <laughs> but um it's hard to so, like how does how does reading a manga weekly versus binge reading it like affect the actual experience yeah I think. but it's not just like those two experiences because there's also a matter of well does the story fit that kind of storytelling um is there even a way to change that kind of storytelling to better fit the reading experience and essentially how do you balance that with the fact that like you're going to have weekly reading experiences and you're going to have it in a collected volume right so how do you prioritize because you know for jjk it's an amazing weekly read but it's also an amazing volume read right do you dock points for series who don't exactly flow the same way or flow in one way over the other and uh the example i gave you over text was tokyo revengers Mm. And just to kind of summarize it for the people listening, essentially what I said was one of the biggest takes I've seen on Twitter and stuff is people saying Tokyo Revengers sucks when you're reading it week to week in this arc. Um, But once it's collected in uh, volumes or on binge reads, it's like way better. And uh, you want to give them your answer to that? Yeah. So 
So I uh, caught up with Tokyo Revengers. I'm not caught up now. Like I caught back up with where it was uh, like a while ago, maybe about a month ago. So like maybe only four or five chapters have come out since then. Um, and my take is essentially this, right? I think that Tokyo Revengers functions good on a binge read, like very good for most of the arcs, except for like two. I think every arc in Tokyo Revengers is just very fun. It's straight. I'm like, this is super exciting. The characters are really cool. The plot is moving forward. There's a lot of mystery. Overall, pretty good. Um, the second to last arc that we've been in, uh, I started noticing that I didn't like it as much. Um, and then recently, I think that like, it's a weird combination because weekly reads are, are much harder to get right. But I think Tokyo Revengers just became ass and I started catching up to it, if that makes sense. So like, I don't think it's, now there are examples I could give for like, oh, I don't really enjoy this on a weekly read or I just prefer not to read this weekly. But I think Tokyo Revengers is just genuinely bad right now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my like my my take or whatever i think that like it being weekly somewhat contributes to my opinion on it but i think that like the series has gotten really stale and it being on a weekly basis makes that staleness super apparent mm. um so, like um for example with my hero i think like my hero's um like uh the hatsume chapter which is something we talked about quite a bit on this uh, on uh, the podcast that chapter would not have bothered me nearly as much as it has now if I binge read it, binge, mm -hmm. binge read it, binge read it, right? Like if I just, if I was just like, oh, I read the chapter, I'm on to the next chapter. That would have been fine. That would have been whatever, because it's like, it's a small blip on the, um, the on the larger experience that I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was the focus of the week. That was it. That was garbage for, for an entire week to hold me off. I did not like that at all. Um, and I think that like, there's a very tough balancing act that you have to take on when trying to write a story that, like, is exciting weekly, but also, like, even works as, like, its overarching narrative, which is something that I think, um, here's, like, Jujutsu Kaisen, no, no surprise, does pretty well, like, the way that does that, or the way that it is handled, um, off the wall, one that I just thought of, but My Hero Academia Vigilantes is also one that I've recently liked reading weekly, and has worked in a binge, um, I like both of my experiences with that. It's just, it's just like a fun, you know, I read it weekly, I get hype, and then, you know, after the chapter's over, I just move on. Um, but yeah, typically, I think binge reads are just more fun. Um, you don't have to deal with, like, this painful weight. No. Um, I think there are a lot of series out there that do work really well on a weekly read. Yeah. What about you, though? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, okay. I'm about to come out, come out like a fraud right now, but as I'm sure you and everybody listening knows... I'm a bit of a One Punch Man fan, right? Mm-hmm. And even I'll admit, dude, I cannot stand reading it chapter by chapter. It is a terrible reading experience. It is frustrating, it is infuriating, and more importantly, it is unsatisfying. Yeah. But I say that with um, absolute love for the series, right? Murata just doesn't put enough in each chapter for it to feel like, oh, this was rewarding for two weeks or a month yeah. of wait, right? And, like, this is the most consistent and shortest amount of time between chapters uh, in One Punch Man's in One Punch Man's entire, like, ten almost ten year run, right? Mm. My, whole, my whole problem is that um, I saw this thing that really sparked this rabbit hole that I'm taking you guys on with me, where somebody mm. said, 
I miss the days where One Punch Man was monthly. Because then it felt like more shit was happening. And I'll admit, dude, I'm a fan of, like, 40-page chapters. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for that. That's, like, half uh, half a volume right there. But I do like getting more consistent injections of One Punch Man at, like, a steady rate. Just for my own, like, feeling of, okay, I have something to look forward to with this uh, thing, yada, yada, yada. What I've ended up finding out is in a month, you'll get two chapters every two weeks right you'll roughly have uh 20 pages uh each chat each uh chapter drop so that's 40 pages anyway um and i'd rather have 40 pages worth of content than i guess 20 pages divided wow dude i am i am just like at the end of my rope here fuck me <laughs> Fuck no, I, I I I can pick up where you left off there. I think the thing is, it's like it's unsatisfying. So here's something I thought of while you were while you were speaking. I think what a chapter needs to do in order to function properly on like on, on a weekly basis is it needs to properly tell its own complete story, like in its um like in that chapter. Yeah, right? especially it if it needs releases like a, that sparsely. Yeah, it needs a very clear beginning, middle, and end, which obviously is you know duh. Right. If you're writing a story, something needs a beginning, middle and end. But I think it needs to even go down to the um, like, you know, obviously you have acts of a story and then you have things like that are broken down within those acts with a, a manga that releases weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, whatever. Um, I think that like those stories need to have a set beginning. Right. Like this is what is happening. Um, and then they need to have like a, a satisfying reason that we reach the conclusion, which I think is something that like. Um, the most recent chapter of One Punch Man, like, it didn't do. I don't know if you agree with that. But, like, it's, like, uh, its conclusion was weak for me. So, to use One Punch Man as an example, right? Uh, this One Punch Man chapter, chapter 158, right? Hmm. Did not come off as a story. came off, rather, as, like, wait, wait, wait. a series of Hold tangentially on. related events that right. I felt like were, like, very not fun. Are you... This is... I'm sorry. Hold on. Back the fuck up. Hmm. You keep up? What's up? You keep yeah, up? Yeah, I read... I read One Punch Man uh, every time chapters drop. Bro, this is Whiplash all over again. This is you keep doing the shit VR, and I don't like it. Right, right. Yeah, I keep up. I keep. I don't keep up with like the web comic, but I keep up with the uh, Murata's uh, oh, illustrations of it. Oh, the web comic fucking slaps. I recommend it. Um, it's also like it's also a much shorter read. <laughs> Was it like finished? Is it like completed or whatever? Or is it still? You're, you're funny, bro. You're mad funny. I don't know. Oh, it's still ongoing then that's yeah. crazy um, um yeah just a casual year break in between chapters no big deal nice nice um but Wait. like so to, to reiterate the point i just think that like this no, no, chapter no. was just kind of like a random collection i'm sorry of events. i'm not letting this go yet you're telling mm. me this entire time you've been reading one punch man weekly and you just sat there and and you 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 heard me being fucking uh, lunatic about One Punch Man not two months ago, and you stayed uh -huh. silent. How dare you? Well, unfortunately, One Punch Man has not released anything recently worth talking about. That's not even the okay. Fuck, <laughs> can't even argue there. But <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like eh. I know, but uh, I, I, I fucking, I didn't realize we could talk about One Punch Man on this fucking podcast. Because it's not like, because like, obviously, um, I keep up with other series and so do you, right? But we only, um, mm -hmm. like our Venn diagram is only at One, pu it, one Punch Man, oh my god, at, um, uh, My Hero and JJK. So this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a shock for me right now. 
I mean, hey, if One Punch Man starts releasing more interesting content, we might be able to talk about it regularly. I know, uh, it's so frustrating. Bro, I just, I just want the Garo Saitama fight to happen. I've been waiting since I was in fucking middle school. Man. Yeah, right? Oh yeah, my god. This is, this is like, it's just like, okay... All, the only thing of note that happens is, is Saitama meets up with Garo, right? And we get three pages of that, right, with no dialogue. Saitama pulls up, doesn't say anything. Oh, my fault. He says something. He says, um, what are you? Like, it's so in character, but, like, dude, that's so lame for, like, for something yeah, I'm only getting for, like, Metal Bat, Garo thing. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Really fucking cool. Now, can I please... Please get Karo fighting Saitama. I'm begging yeah. you. It's like, okay, listen, if, if you want to show that those other fights, that's cool. But like literally from from page one to what is it? Page 26. All that happens is that we see like a tidal wave get stopped by like a ship. Like, dude, that's so lame. Yes. That is so unbelievably boring. That, and that I just feel like I wasted my time. And I, I don't know. Bro, and it's just like I know when I read this all like in a binge read, it's gonna flow like pretty well. I'm gonna have a fun time reading it. Yeah, Saitama surfing a fucking like helicarrier is gonna be a it's a sick visual and it's and it obviously looks beautiful, right? At the same time, it is the most frustrating thing to like actively wait for, especially when um uh, I think it was do you, Sage Centipede, the Sage Centipede thing, dr like yeah, I don't know um. I mean, One Punch Man is good when there's fights, so I'm not, like, mad at that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so One Punch Man for me has always been a case of collect, like, like collect, oh my god, just wait, don't, don't touch it, don't open the chapters, just keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until, like, eight to ten chapters go by, so, like, ten months, <laughs> and then yeah. do, a, do a binge read. Yeah, <sighs> which I do with some manga that I read a lot, like, I, there's yeah. some manga I haven't read that I love like, almost as much as I like, or maybe even more than Jujutsu Kaisen. I haven't read for several months, solely because I know the binge reads just hit. So the thing I really want to end on with this topic is purely the fact that, like, there are series out there that just suck week to week, that you are better off uh, being binged or read in volume onlys. By the way, shout out to volume only readers. Like, those are, like, a super they're like the 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 feet guys of of like i've never even heard of that i've never yeah. even heard of somebody who only reads like they, they read like not on a weekly to weekly basis they read volume to volume like, it is such a bizarre form of like consuming manga but like still being too stubborn to like watch it in the anime when it comes out because what people um who do that uh sorry not people who do that because they obviously uh probably no i don't think they know oh my god so for those of you who don't know, um, manga volumes come out like four to five months earlier in Japan than they do in the States. So yep. like right now um, in the States, uh, fifteen volume 15 of JJK is going to release on April 5th, right? In Japan, they're already on like volume 20. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty far ahead. Um, yeah, and by the time we get which 18... Which is unfair. Yeah. Honestly, though, I guess when you look at the difference in qualities between, like, Japanese manga volumes and, like, English ones, or, like, American ones, whatever, um, it's it's somewhat understandable. Because I own the 14, 15, and 16 of, like, the Japanese version, just because, you know, whatever. Why? Um, what? What? I don't know. Why not? Do you very cheap. Do you speak very, Japanese? Very no. I just like, hold, like, like collecting them.
Also, um, also, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean they're cheaper? Don't you? Isn't the import tax like crazy? No. No, bro. You got to give me more than that. I, I, I want to know details. This is weird. What do you? What do you mean? What do you? What details besides? Hey, it's not very expensive. Where? Like <laughs> Amazon? Uh, no. Uh, it's like a website for. I can link it to you after. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head though. I don't. I don't visit it very often. All right. Well, but okay. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm because I'm curious as hell. Also, just like why? I mean, why not? Cheap manga that is ahead of where I currently have. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. But you can't read it. Okay, but manga is a uh, textual and visual medium, so I can look at the pretty pictures. But you buy the English hand. versions anyway. Yeah. Hey, yo, I am not, I refuse to be the crazy guy in this interaction right now. I mean, let me put it like this. There's no point in buying manga, like, ever, because you can just read it wherever. But, like, you do that anyways. Like, people collect, I just like having the manga a little bit ahead of time. But if I can't read it, I basically can, I basically can, like, recite the dialogue of, <laughs> of the fights by heart. So, like, even if I don't know, even if I can't read it, I still know what's being said. Like, it's not, you know. If I grab volume 16 off my shelf and I just, like, start reading the fights, like, I I can get a very definitive grasp of, like, what is being said back and forth just because I've read and reread and, like, referenced all this stuff so many times. So even if for some reason I did need to be able to read it to collect it, I can do something that's uh, a somewhat similar equivalent, I guess. I don't know. That's... But it makes just about as much sense as, like, collecting a manga like that you can read online just you know for fun but yes you are the crazy one here uh wow i have to gaslight you into thinking uh, <laughs> if you think otherwise okay okay back to the main topic which was genuinely forgot br like yeah i, I don't I, I don't know either i um, that's i was hoping that wasn't a question because i certainly is, don't know the real question is is this our worst episode no definitely not great idea for like episode 50 or whatever like we could do a tier list of our own episodes That'd be interesting. I'd have to remember what we even talked about, though. Yeah, um, for me, episode 8 is definitely going in, like, F tier. Yeah, if episode 8 is what I'm remembering it to be, then yeah, probably, which is why I don't think this is the Bro, worst episode. like, I had to cut out, like, an hour, uh, and it was, like, the most boring discussion. Like, neither of us, like, like if you would just watch that episode of the Honor of Wands podcast and no other episode, you would think he and I just, like, fucking hate each other. Yeah, which granted is true, but no, I'm joking. But, um, but like, dude, horrible, yeah. like, experience, man. And, um, I, I, you know, that's not a knock to you, but by the way, you know, just like for, mm -hmm. for our end, like, I always like talking to you, man, but like, oof, that episode, low energy. you can't, you can't have higher energy every time you record yeah. an hour long plus podcast or whatever. So, it's it's just bound to happen once in a while, yeah. but yeah, that's why I say this isn't the worst episode because I think. JJK chapter we covered was interesting. We had a pretty good JJK discussion. Like, regardless, if a JJK chapter comes out, I doubt it's going to be that bad. Um, and then also pacing stuff, which I think was interesting. I think if you're a weekly series or, you know, a monthly or bi-weekly series and you, and you suck on a weekly basis, for me, that docks points because that means, like, in the form you're meant to be consumed in, you're garbage. Like, eh, that's kind of like... Well, you can argue the fact that, like... They're also meant to be doubly consumed in collected volumes. Sure, but I that would just mean that they have to be good in both, not that it can only be good in one. Like for example, um, if you can like um, 
mm, let's go with the food analogy, right? Like, let's say uh, pizza is supposed to be good both um, cold and, like, hot, right? If I get a pizza that, like, is garbage when it's, like, warm, but, like, oh, that's a pretty good cold pizza, then it's a bad pizza, right? Like, it has a good trait to it. It's like, oh, yeah, I can eat this cold. But if, like, one of the main ways to consume this is not viable simply because it's made poorly or made in this way, then I, I would, even if you don't say it's bad, I think it would still be fine to say, oh, that is a bad thing, right? Like if I can only consume this food under hyper-specific conditions when it's usually supposed to be consumed in multiple ways, that is a that is a negative trait of that that food or that pizza, if you will. Lack of a better analogy. Hell yeah. Spit. <laughs> 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 talk, talk that talk he, he's on to something for real um but yeah i think i think that's my take on the like the sort of uh like pacing and presentation um when it comes to like uh manga specifically uh i think anime falls into a similar camp i think like a, a seasonal release where you're having like a weekly episode drop uh, I think it, it's just a similar application of this discussion. It should be able to be interesting on a weekly basis and on a binge. If it's not, that's probably a negative trait. That's just me. I, I yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I was for some reason I started thinking about um the Dragon Ball Super manga and how it releases mm-hmm. monthly, and I was like, yeah, that's they do a pretty good job, all things considered. And I and I thought to myself, man, I can't believe I just called Dragon Ball Super's manga good. <laughs> Yeah, Dragon Ball Super is like very hit or miss with like its chapters. Like so like the last chapter is pretty good. Um It is it just but... like Dragon Ball Super is the most unnecessary story in the world. Yeah, I mean I don't hate it, but like I'm not like looking a forward super to big it. Fan. Oh yeah, yeah is Goku it's... gonna die in this one? Yeah, it's just kinda like ah, whatever, dude. I don't like bro like, honestly, I think yeah. it kind of peaked recently with Tournament of Power. Um strictly because at that point is Goku the villain like straight up uh, uh, I don't even I don't even know if I want to talk about Dragon Ball Super this long but I'm not gonna lie to you yeah Dragon Ball, I, I I think Dragon Ball Super and kind of Boruto which is I, I think of them in similar veins they're just like a really? no thoughts head empty type of manga that I read a lot of people um, like I'm not in- fucks with uh, Boruto now yeah a lot of people do I'm I think it's cool um I'm just not one of the people who's like, wow, this is, like, really good. But I'm also not one of those people that's like, oh, Boruto's ass. Because I just think Boruto is just very, 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 like, mediocre. Um, I like that. It's just like, it's, just like uh, it's, it's certainly a good passage of time, I guess. I like that. Um, this, like, the series passes time really well. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm, if, I'm in, if I'm, like, super bored when the chapter drops, I'm like, Oh shit! A chapter dropped. Let me like, let me fix this boredom for like a minute or two, and then you know get back to the the idleness that I I I was at just before. It's not like particularly exciting. I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Um, it's like the most uh duty bound level of uh consuming <laughs> media I've ever heard. Like, yeah, I it's Boruto time. I guess here I go. <laughs> It's like eating vegetables kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever. Like, I, you know, do I hate them? Not really, but... All right, thanks for <laughs> watching, everybody. Subscribe. Subscribe or else uh, I'm taking your kneecaps. So right, later. See you guys later.